Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G6 Studios, the future of diabetes management is here. Visit Dexcom.com to learn more. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. And thank you for tuning in to tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, March 25th, 2022, Beth's birthday weekend. So happy birthday to our very own Beth Graveline Gatrell. There you go. Happy birthday. Who's celebrating years. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Hey, wait a minute. More though. than me, less than you. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> Since she's my daughter, I guess that would work. And yeah. your sister, yeah, that, that probably would work. But it's her birthday this weekend, so we always try to make sure that we say happy birthday to any of our staff. Of course, Beth and her infamous tech tips that you can see every week in our tech newsletter and online posted at intotomorrow.com, all sorts of neat things. So... There you go. And you are? Chris Graveline. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. It's our 27th year. Don't forget always to check your spam filters frequently. You never know what important emails you might have in there. So you want to whitelist them or get them out of spam or de-spam them, what have you. And then know the rest. If they are, in fact, spam, just hit delete. Get rid of them. Also... Back up your important data. That, your important data? Impotent, yeah. <laughs> your important data. There you go. If you're impotent, back up your data, among yeah. other things. But always back up your important data as well. Those are our main into tomorrow tech tips, if you will, each and every week. We've got a whole bunch of folks standing by. Carl in Anchorage, Alaska, and many others standing by this week on the program. Stay tuned, because not only... Will they win prizes for participating? But when you participate, and there are a number of ways to do so, Chris will share some of them with you. It's very easy, and anytime at your convenience, you win prizes. It really is that easy. And you're going to want to call in over this next week so you can be on next week's show, because next week's show we have a prize coming up that you're going to want to win. That's all I can tell you right now. Oh, you want to win any well, of our prizes. Well, right, well, you'll especially want to win this one. Oh, wait a minute. Is this one that will really make you feel good? Yes, but you have to wait until next week for us to officially announce what oh, okay. it is. Which means, though, anyone that calls now to be on next week's show qualifies that, for said item. That is correct, sir. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So there you go. So don't wait. Trust Chris on this. You don't want to wait. Do you walk a lot? Do your feet hurt? Oh, I'm giving away too much. Yes. But trust us. You're going to want to win one of these items. And all you've got to do is participate by letting us hear you on the show. So you could uh, call uh, our Ask Dave hotline, 800-899-4686. That's 800-899-INTO. You should have that number ingrained in your brain by now. Save us in your favorites. 
There you go. I hope we're a favorite. Yeah. You could uh, use the Into Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio button there. Or you can stop by intotomorrow.com, click on that Ask Dave microphone, and send us a message that way. And that works on any device with a browser and a microphone. Your desktop, your laptop, your tablet, your smartphone, any one of those. Click on that little Ask Dave mic that's over on the right, sometimes lower right, depending on your browser yeah. and device. There you go. Participate. Call in. Win stuff. Thank you. I didn't sound at all like Cameron, no. did I? Not even close? No. I mean, not even a smidgen? Call in, win stuff. Thank you. Yeah, but Cameron barely sounds like that anymore. I know. Gosh, he's gotten way too old. Anyway, some tech news and commentary to share with you. We've talked about this a few times in the last year. Well, finally, Amazon has completed its purchase of MGM, giving its prime video unit at least 4,000 additional films and 17,000 episodes of various TV shows in a deal valued at $8.5 billion. Which is setting them up for another price hike next year. Yeah, guarantee it. Of course, because they're not going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. Not me. I'm not a Prime member, but you are. The FTC failed to weigh in on a regulatory deadline, although officials say they can still issue a challenge to the agreement if they're so inclined. So there you go. All right. Heineken is the latest company and second beer manufacturer to jump on the Metaverse bandwagon. I'll drink with, to that. With its release of Heineken Silver, a virtual beer that even the company admits is as dumb as it sounds. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, just what you want after a hard day's work, a virtual beer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for starters, Heineken is quick to let everyone know that you definitely can't drink whatever this new thing is. The company explained, quote, our virtual beer is made only from the freshest pixels. No malt, no hops, no yeast, no water. And also no beer. Oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. The result, they say, an unusual and inaccessible premium lager with a tech and meta finish that no one can enjoy. <laughs> oh, God. This is Heineken saying this. Yes. Okay. Uh, in fact, you know, you can't do much of anything in the company's new digital brewery located in Decentraland other than wander around and watch a boring executive talk. But you can, with the help of Heineken's marketing department, snap and then share some screenshots with what they say is the, quote, cool and relevant hashtag, awesome Heineken marketing stunt. That's the hashtag? That's the hashtag. Uh, that's too much to remember. <laughs> yeah. So how about a virtual beer? Skippy! I'm so happy! I'll virtually drink to that. Yeah. Well, because we can't drink on the air, so right. we're virtually drinking to it. Yeah, that's, that's, something, that's something even I can drink on, on the job. That's true. Yeah. Wow. We always like to share what might be considered unusual tech. So how about artificial intelligence that can analyze a person's hand grip to authenticate smartphone ownership? It's being developed by scientists at Louisiana State University. The technology uses the acoustic sensing of sounds to map out and confirm the user's grip. So instead of face recognition or entering a pin or using a thumbprint or something of that nature, you could be logging onto your phone in the near future with your grip. Okay. Which apparently is very customized. You know, your grip is very different than mine. So if I try to grip your phone to unlock it, it shouldn't work. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, th I still think they should put like a shock feature in there so that if someone that's not you tries to unlock your phone, it gives them a, a nice electric shock. Like well, then what happens if your son picks it up and just is well, holding it? I would phone? add him as an authorized user. Oh, okay. You know, him, oh. But, you know. but don't so, ask me to hand right. you your phone. Right. See, see Taser Inc. And, and Apple should team up and make that a reality. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Good point.
taser? Yeah, because it should only be for iPhoneies. Uh, right. Because we Androids don't have that issue. Uh huh. Because mm. well, nobody wants to steal an Android. No, that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> All systems are functioning within normal parameters. It's a good thing. Uh, ride sharing behemoth Uber will institute new surcharges on Uber rides and Uber Eats deliveries to offset the high cost of gas for its drivers. The addition of new fees is intended to address the financial pinch that many drivers are facing with historically high costs of fuel. Uber, which doesn't cover the cost of gas for its drivers, is asking the riders to pitch in. The exact cost of the surcharges will depend on your location, the state gas price increases, uh, ranging from either $0.45 or $0.55 on Uber rides, and either $0.35 or $0.45 on Uber Eats deliveries. The company says that 100% of the surcharge will go straight to the Uber driver. Many Uber drivers have expressed frustration with the company's decisions to place the offset cost on riders, saying that a flat per-ride fee is too low to account for the many miles that a single Uber ride or delivery can traverse. Yeah. And, and in this case, I'm good for them that they're not keeping any of the money, and good that the individuals that are driving are getting a little something. It's obviously not nearly as much. But we've heard from several listeners that have been driving for Uber and Uber Eats that saying they're just not making themselves as available anymore because yeah. it's too costly. Yeah. Well, and if, and if you ask me, you know, it should be, you know, yeah, I agree that, you know, the person buying the stuff, because costs are always passed on, sure. should do that. But I also think that Uber should kind of kick in a little bit. So if they're going to charge me yeah. 35 cents, Uber should kick in 35 cents and then give 70 mm. cents to the driver. Now, see, there's mm-hmm. a good point. Let them match dollar for dollar or penny for penny and help out their driver's while their yeah. customers are also helping. Because the drivers are really the only reason Uber is the behemoth it is. Oh, so, of course. You know, they need to not shortchange them. Yeah, good point. Well, we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll heed your advice. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably The European Space Agency's ExoMars rover was scheduled to launch in September, but the mission's been delayed because the ESA has suspended cooperation with the Russian team that was slated to provide the Proton rocket for the flight. And, of course, Russia now doesn't want to play nice in space or otherwise. So now, apparently, the ExoMars rover is not going to go up as planned. Mm-hmm. Hurry up and wait. Yeah. Mackenzie Scott, billionaire philanthropist and ex-wife of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, announced this week that she has given away more than $3.8 billion to 465 organizations. She didn't give any to us. No. Uh, Scott said that she made the donations over the last nine months. The list of recipients includes a range of nonprofit organizations, though Scott said that she's particularly focused on supporting groups that are helping to uplift, quote, those whose voices have been underrepresented. Scott has taken an unusual approach to philanthropy, often making surprise multi-billion dollar donations to charities. She's so far given away more than $12 billion in four rounds of funding. This is in sharp contrast to her tightwad ex-husband, who is the second uh, most rich or second richest man in the world behind Elon Musk. That would be Jeff Bozos. Yeah. Uh, He's estimated to have only donated around $1.5 billion or less than seven-tenth of a percent of his wealth. What a cheapskate. So I guess she figures she got all this money from him in the divorce, so one way or another, she's going to give away his money. And boy, and that's <laughs> got to be ticking him off something fierce. Yeah. It's bad enough that she got all that money, he's thinking, I'm guessing. But being the bozo that Jeff Bozos is, and then seeing her just give it away, it's like got to be a little extra knife twist. I think that's terrific. Yeah, but you, know, you the, go, girl. Yeah. But at the time of their divorce, even giving up half his fortune, he was still the richest man in the world. I know. So it's yeah, that's that, that's unbelievable. And yet, the way he treats his Amazon employees is continuing to be pathetic. Yeah. Wow. 
you know, and speaking of you know, richest man in the world, stay tuned for uh, this week in tech history later because I'm going to bring up uh, how uh, somebody missed the boat on they could be the very or could be these days the richest man in the world, but uh, oh. got rid of that uh, thing early on. Well, well, that's an interesting tease. Now we have to pay attention. Yeah. When does this week in tech history 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 come up? Uh, I think it's uh, later this hour. Oh, you think it is? It is. Well, you're doing it. I hope. <laughs> I hope you know because well, you know I live, I'm living into yesterday right now, so I had to look into tomorrow to see when it was. Oh boy. Okay. God, God help us. If you're looking for some unusual things on the interwebs, did you know that fish don't have vocal cords? But never, they <laughs> never once thought about that. Really? Never <laughs> occurred to you? But they do have the ability to make sounds like grunts, squeals, and boops. <laughs> okay. That's what the research said. Uh, by using swim bladders like drums or rubbing bony structures together. That, according to researchers. The study found 989 species around the world that produce sounds which have been compiled in an online fish sounds database. Well, you do know that, um, that, well, you probably don't know, but, you know, the mantis shrimp for its size makes the loudest sound in the world in, in is, the animal kingdom. Is that the one that punches yes, it, other it, fish? It, it punches and then just, even when it's not punching something, the, the, the fast movement of its little uh, it's whatever, a claw wave. thing, it's, it creates a shockwave. Yeah. yeah. Which for its size, based on its size, creates the largest sound or the loudest sound in the world. Now, if you've never seen that on the web, that's a YouTube video or whomever posts it, wherever they post. So look for, uh, what is it called? Mantis shrimp. Manta Shrimp. Mantis. Mantis. Yes. Oh, like a praying mantis. Because yes. it does look like that, uh-huh. come to think of it. And then it has this bulbous thing that comes out like a hammer. Boom. And knocks prey out. And like you said, even if it doesn't make contact, just the sonic wave can apparently burst eardrums and so forth. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty wild. And it's very fast. Yeah. So you have to watch it in real time. And then typically these videos also show it in slow-mo. And then it's like, oh, wow, that was amazing. But see, there's certainly one of the 989 species around the world Mm -hmm. that can make sounds and does it quite effectively. Hordes of Ukrainian coders are splitting their time between doing their day jobs and fighting a cyber war with Russia. Over 311,000 people have joined a group called IT Army of Ukraine on the social media platform Telegram, where Russian targets are shared. While not all of them are from Ukraine, a significant number of them are, according to members of the group. One Ukrainian software engineer who preferred to withhold his name due to the nature of his comments said that the group has helped to carry out multiple cyber attacks outside of their day jobs since the war started. He said targets had included Russian government websites, Russian banks, and currency exchanges. Good. Go after them all. Go after Putin's cell phone. Somebody's yeah, got to well, get and, to it. And that's going along the lines of what I said when this whole war began, that you know the future of warfare has changed, and we're going to see, start seeing a lot more cyber war. Yeah. Wow. Although the damage that they're inflicting, and last report we had was an estimated 15,000 Russian soldiers killed, and not nearly that many Ukrainians, good, and they continue to put up a good fight as, a, as of this recording anyway and hope they keep it up. But uh, you're right. It's certainly going to be more cyber war. And, of course, we've been warned all American businesses, be ready, be prepared. You know, And that's just such a hollow warning because then they can say, see, we told you so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but whatever. 
While streaming is music industry's cash cow these days, CDs aren't dead yet. According to the Recording Industry Association of America's annual sales report... Wait, CDs, that's Certificate of Deposit, uh, right? No, Compact Disc. Oh, okay. Uh, Revenue from CDs grew 21% to $584 million in 2021. Nice. That marked the first annual increase in CD revenues in the U.S. since 2004. The RIAA notes that many record stores opened back up and artists sold music at shows again after COVID-19 put everything on hold in 2020. As has been the case for the last 15 years, vinyl sales are continuing to grow, too. Yeah. Revenue rose by a whopping 61% in 2021 to a billion dollars. It's the first time vinyl sales have reached that milestone since 1986. That's really cool. I'm happy to see vinyl and CDs coming back yeah. in. I can hear people all over the country now, all over the world, dusting off their old CD players in order to uh, enjoy the resurgence. Mm-hmm. Carl in Anchorage, Alaska, listens on KBYR. Hey, Carl. I want to know the best phone for someone that does not know anything but how to answer a phone. I need a phone that I can have certain apps or whatever on it and uh, have like a one, two, three setup. Don't have to be too inexpensive. Okay. Well, Carl, it depends on what apps you want on the phone. If you don't want any apps at all, we just suggest going with something like a feature phone and skipping the smartphone route altogether. Feature phones are not only closer to a just-pick-up-the-phone kind of a device, but they also tend to come with very cheap or inexpensive monthly plans. Yeah, now, if you do go the smartphone route, it's uh, po- if possible, avoid the really cheap devices. They're more likely to frustrate a person that doesn't know anything but how to answer the phone. Uh, they'll come with annoying bloatware, some apps uh, may not run on them, and they'll come with worse hardware that will be more likely to lead to freezes and crashes. Um, now, just about any iPhone should be fine. Uh, Apple doesn't make cheap models, they just make less expensive models. Um, if you go the Android route, um, if you can buy a relatively stock Android phone, like a Pixel 5 or 6, things would get a little less frustrating for you. Yeah, true. Now, both iOS, which is Apple, and Android are intuitive operating systems. So this will be nothing like learning how to operate a computer. Both very young children and very much older adults acclimate to smartphones very quickly. Since for the most part, if you want the camera, you touch the thing that looks like a camera lens. And if you want the phone, you touch the thing that looks like a phone. And getting acquainted with the voice assistant might be reassuring. Um, If you know how to trigger the assistant, then even if you can't find your phone, you'll always be able to ask the phone to make a phone call via the voice assistant anyway. Yeah. So, Carl, let us know what you end up doing because it'll help others in a similar situation. Uh, Share with us what you got and what your experience is and if you're happy with it. And I hope some of our input provide some helpful information all the way, by the way, into tomorrow.com. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. 
What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use and I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget did I take that pill or not because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. As the tragic war in Ukraine continues to unfold, Meta is taking extensive action across their family of apps to help ensure the safety of their community and support those who use their services in Ukraine and around the world. Meta's Vice President of Social Impact, Emily Dalton-Smith, tells us the company is not only working to fight the spread of misinformation and adding new security features to their platforms, but committing financial resources to the region. To amplify these efforts, we are committing $15 million to support humanitarian efforts in Ukraine including $5 million in direct donations to nonprofit organizations who are on the ground now in the region and committed to providing long-term recovery in Ukraine. We are also supporting organizations like the WHO and UNICEF to get critical health information and mental health resources to people in Ukraine through meta platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. If you'd like to help, consider donating or starting a fundraiser for a nonprofit supporting humanitarian efforts in Ukraine by visiting facebook.com fundraisers. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Call in wind stuff. Thank you. Well, thank you, Cameron, and stay tuned because in a moment we're going to tell you the kinds of goodies we have for you this week. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Check them out if you're looking to start your own podcast. Visit blubrry.com. So we teased you in our last segment about stay tuned. We're going to tell you what we've got available for you currently as you participate on the program. For example, we tell you no promises, no guarantees, but do mention one or two of the following items when you call in, and we'll do our best to try to get one of them to you. The Evolve 275 Bluetooth stereo headset from Jabra. How about the 48-watt four-port USB charger from Kensington? From EasyViz, we've got an indoor pan-tilt Wi-Fi security camera. And from TurboTax, tis the season online codes for any of their products. Call in, win stuff. 
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. This our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech, products and services, all sorts of gadgets and gizmos, whatever the case, available today and into tomorrow. We really appreciate it when you participate on the program because your calls, your help for other listeners, your questions and comments, your tech rage all make the show every week. So we do want to hear from you. And of course, the easy way these days, hit that Ask Dave microphone button on any device with a browser and a microphone, your smartphone, your tablet, your laptop, your desktop, what have you, at intotomorrow.com. Or we love it if you download our free Into Tomorrow app. Just search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow. Give us five stars if you're so inclined, maybe even a nice little review. I'd love you for it. And then hit the button that says message to studio or the old fashioned way. If you still use your phone as a phone, I do once in a while, then you can pick up your phone and dial 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686. It's toll free from anywhere in North America. Our next guest's company created a first-of-its-kind augmented reality platform to reach consumers from product labels. It's very cool. Joining us from Australia, down under, as the co-founder of a company called Swigger, Luke Chaffee. Luke, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Thanks, Dave. Nice to have you. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. Yes. Uh, yeah, really good. It's, it's our pleasure. Tell me about the company Swigger, S-W-I-G-R, and Swigger.com. Tell me about the company. Yeah, for sure. So we are a company who is trying to grow in the alcohol sphere. So we are, uh, produced an app called Swigger, which is, allows uh, a user to download the app from the App Store, uh, head to a, a can that's on the on the app itself and scan it, and through the power of augmented reality, uh, find out more through visual content and more about the brand and, and get engaged with the brand. Um, from a brewery's perspective or from any alcohol brand's perspective, they're able to simply head to the website and sign up for their own accounts and register their labels on the app so their users can find it and experience the augmented reality uh, experience. And of course, I want to remind our radio and podcast audience that if you are not yet seeing or haven't seen the video of this interview with Luke, so you see exactly what we're talking about. We've got some video showing you uh, what Swigger does and how well it works and how much fun it looks. Uh, so how hard is it for a brand uh, to get augmented reality uh, with or without Swigger? I'm guessing you make it easy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, the whole purpose of Swigger is to make getting augmented reality for packaging uh, a lot easier of a, of a process. So typically, uh, if you want to get augmented reality on your packaging, you'd be looking at trying to find a developer, trying to get someone to actually create and come up with a, a whole experience 
that, that shows when you scan the product and then also find the technology then to implement that. Uh, what we've done is take away a lot of those barriers, uh, especially being those of needing any technical knowledge and also uh, reducing price way down. So for us, we're uh, currently offering $99 per month uh, for a label. Uh, and all they have to do is provide us uh, the, the actual print label itself, uh, the physical product, and then they're able to just upload videos, images, text into a backend, and the platform will do the rest and, and create the augmented reality experience for them. So this beverage label actually sort of comes to life uh, with the augmented reality, and that's kind of the cool thing about it. Yeah. Uh, and there's really nothing else involved. The, the manufacturers don't have to do anything. They don't have to change their labeling or add something to their labeling in the manufacturing process. No, exactly. So one of the uh, one of the real strong points that we wanted to make sure at the start was that it didn't require a brewer to or, or a brand to change their packaging. Uh, we wanted to be able to take their pre-existing packaging and enhance it from there. And so, no need to change your packaging at all. Uh, it purely takes the label. It looks at it, looks at the little details on the label itself, <laughs> and uh, identifies and tracks. And, and holds onto it from from that perspective. So does your team then, Luke, uh, create this animation, if you will, this augmented reality reaction? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So part of our job here is, um, one, uh, having the platform for them to do it, uh, but we also are creating a number of different, uh, we call scenes uh, in the experience, mm -hmm. uh, to be able to show uh, content in different ways. So whether that's a video that wraps all the way around the can, or it's a game that plays through on their can directly. Uh, our, our job here is to try and give them as many different options uh, to, to give their brand uh, a unique experience in the market. And for those listening, not yet having been able to see our video of your interview, uh, give us some examples of some of the content that's available then with Swigger. What is it that if someone points their phone to a beverage can, for example, might they see or what might happen? Absolutely. So some of the examples uh, are things like the can will come to life. That is, uh, we we have uh, cans that currently you scan it and they start to move on their own. And it's pretty cool. A uh, little uh, now the, the can moves or, or things around the can the, are moving. The, the, the virtual experience makes the can look like it's moving gotcha. uh, in, in the experience. Um, but we have other pieces in there as well uh, around uh, promotions, uh, being able to, to get uh, exclusive discounts through the app. Uh, but then other sides as well are things like uh, we have a social wall uh, and that takes the power of uh, Instagram and brings it into the app as well. And simply what we're asking is for users to post on Instagram with uh, the two hashtags that's associated to that brand, which they can see by scanning the can. Mm -hmm. And you have the chance to shop directly on the can yourself. Um, other ones, though, that we've been developing recently are things like um, playing basketball on the can, playing uh, Beer Invaders is what we've called it, but a take <laughs> of Space Invaders. Uh, and we've, we've got a few other ones in development that um, are quite early on, so I don't really want to go <laughs> too much into detail on them. But Oh, come on. I, w I won't tell anyone. Just just tell us what uh, what you're doing. No, I, I there understand. Is, there's one that we're sort of a bit more closer on, and it's a voting style sequence. Uh, so sort of like being able to 
um, visually replace the entire label with different variations and having your, your fans effectively uh, voting on oh. which one they think is the coolest. Oh. And the way we kind of hope a brand would use it is that they effectively have like a, a little competition in-house, almost like not, a, not like a, a drawing competition or something like that, but like mm. having people design different labels and then having your fans of your brewery uh, be able to vote on which one they think is the coolest and should go with next. I think that's fascinating because not only does it help the company with marketing, uh, but now you're really getting some good feedback from your consumers. Mm. And can I assume, Luke, that there's no charge for the consumer to have the app to make this happen, uh, to make these cans come to life, or is there a charge for the app? No, you're exactly right. The the only charge that we put in place is for the actual labels to be registered in the system. So for a, for a user wanting to scan the, uh, the labels, all they have to do is head to the app store, down the app, download the app, sorry, and uh, they're able to hit scan and, and scan any participating labels. We're going to continue my chat with Luke Chaffee, the co-founder of Swigger, after a quick break. And we invite you, of course, to visit us at intotomorrow.com. you got to check out this video. It's really pretty cool what they're doing. So we'll meet up at intotomorrow.com. But don't go away. Much more to come right after this. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-781-6764. That's 1-800-781-6764. 1-800-781-6764. United we stand. 1-800-781-6764. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 1-888-856-8066 for as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, 888-856-8066. 
If you don't have final expense insurance, this message is for you. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to help cover final expenses, medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance, available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. Call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. As Into Tomorrow continues, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm chatting with the co-founder of Swigger, at SWIGR.com. Luke Chaffee, I think this is pretty cool, but now the obvious question, are there plans for other than beverage cans? I mean, can you do this uh, with other products as well? Maybe with clothing that comes to life or, or for, I mean, anything you'd find. There's, we did an interview recently where they said there's an average of 27,000 products in a grocery store. Uh, you know, so it seems like your, your market is endless almost, uh, but will we be able to do this with other products absolutely so our parent company uh immersia is currently looking at different um, avenues to go down uh so immersia uh effectively is the the overarching brand that's got the platform that's then trying to bring it into different markets um and so for immersia we already have uh swigger which is for alcohol uh, in general and then we we start off as a first iteration with wine retail which is augmented rally for wine. Oh, and very cool. That one's been in the market a little bit longer than Swigger, um, and is is a similar a similar concept, just for wines and different um, different scenes is the main differences between them. Yeah. But we are working towards um, other avenues then as well, um, where we're trying to explore uh, different um, options with uh, portraying content for packaging. Uh, so the the trickiest part to me comes down to how one product may want to pre present one realm of information and then another product might want to present another realm. And it's just, it's trying to figure out how they best sort of sit from an app perspective. Yeah. Um, but we, we have um, produced other examples as well uh, around uh, like holograms playing through the packaging itself and giving informational and structural information uh, about that product. Um, and we did one recently for Bayer Pharmaceuticals um, for their global innovation team in Switzerland, uh, which was awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And, and I imagine that it's really great marketing for any brand, because if you can walk down an aisle and uh, maybe there's a, a sign that says, you know, check out the virtual reality or augmented reality uh, on this yeah. product. What do you mean? You know, point your phone here and people can get info or it jumps out of its package. Or I'm more inclined to want to buy something like that because of the fact that they're using technology to help sell it, but it becomes yeah. more interesting. And then the more I thought about it when I talked about, you know, clothing, a shirt or something, that would become very difficult, I guess, unless there are logos on the shirt so that you can identify <laughs> something. You know, if it's yeah, just a T-shirt, what do you do, you know? Yeah, there is some complexities when you get to that level of yeah. things. So but we get... ultimately, I guess, see that um, the product, we, we're trying to get to, to a sort of longer goal of the product being the source of its own information. And that being that you're able to scan it to find out anything about that product, yeah. whether it's pricing, uh, marketing, 
availability, all, all the different pieces that you would probably want of a of a product. That's that's the long shot goal. Yeah, it's quite. Well, how, how about even something like maybe the nutrition guide that a yeah. lot of us tend to wish we had our reading glasses with us, but we, we want to look before we buy something. Maybe nutrition can pop up and some animation will tell you, you know, what is it you're looking for? Well, I'm looking for carbs or some lack of carbs or this or that, yeah. where something, you know, will, will kind of interact with you, uh, which makes life easier for you too, and helps sell the product, hopefully. Mm. And where we're trying to move towards as well is um, trying to move into a, a conversational hologram mm. that is uh, a person appearing next to the product or associated with the product that you're able to ask any questions to it. And because we have all the information around it, uh, it's able to provide an accurate and uh useful uh, response back to you. Well, sure. As, is, as if I don't look strange enough in public, I can see it now where people are <laughs> going to say, that's Dave and he's talking to himself or he's talking to that <laughs> box of cookies. What the heck? Just just buy them and eat them. Uh, but, uh, but I see how that can actually be a very cool marketing tool. And like I said, I would I would be more inclined to want to pay attention to that product. And I guess if if you're doing something like a, a you know, a little VR where you can talk or ask a question uh, to a, a product spokesperson, uh, maybe I can be one of your first. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, where you can also get answers, that's better than trying to find somebody who's never around to help when you might have a question about a product. And yeah. uh, and what a great thing for the brand to be able to pay attention to and say, hey, we're in, you know, we're absolutely. And maybe that stuff is all stored in a cloud where it's not a big deal. And, and it just accesses that info real quick based on a question or a keyword or, or something of that nature. I think I think it's fascinating. Mm. Oh, yeah, there's so many different uh, possibilities. And Yes, we'll try to get you as the first spokesperson for a box of cookies, so you can talk to yourself. <laughs> Great. Uh, or a beer or any other refreshing beverage, whatever, you know, just something that might be kind of fun to do. And and then that just means I have to talk more about it on the air. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is fascinating. We invite our audience to visit your site. There's a great video, If you, again, if you've not been seeing this video yet of this interview with Luke Chaffee, the co-founder of Swigger, uh, on their site, you can see a very cool video as well. SW wigr.com, swigger.com, and uh, we wish you well. I think it's fascinating, and continue to expand, because by all means, as you well know, there's a lot more than just beverages where you want to have this sort of augmented reality. I think it's, it's terrific. Keep it up. Thanks, Dave. Our pleasure. Again, Luke Chaffee, the co-founder of Swigger at Swigger, S-W-I-G-R, Com. When you visit us, we'll be getting you there. Of course, one mouse click away from all of our guest sites. So hit us up at intotomorrow.com at your convenience. Meantime, I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. There's much more to come as Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network.
welcome back to Into Tomorrow. I'm Cameron Gravelime. We really love getting more app calls, so please let us hear you on the show. Now, here's Dave. Thank you so much, wow. Cameron. I love that rejoin that he does every so often for us. And rightly so, because he's excited. He's as excited as we are about getting your calls. So do participate on the program and let us send you prizes for doing so. This is Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. Here's Chris. Chris, 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 Chris. This week, back in 1797, Nathaniel Briggs of New Hampshire patented an early form of washing machine for clothes called the Box Mangler. It had a heavy frame containing a large box filled with rocks on a series of wooden rollers. Two people were required to move the box back and forth in order to clean the clothes. So two people were moving this box filled with rocks and water, no doubt, maybe yeah. some detergent. They were moving it back and forth because the rocks would beat would, up would your clothes. Agitate and yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know it's hard to believe that that was the case back then, but that was the first washing machine. Yeah. Okay. In 1951, this week, Remington Rand delivered the first Univac 1 to the United States Census Bureau. Univac 1, or Universal Automatic Computer, was the first general purpose electronic digital computer designed for business. That's pretty much what it sounded like when they turned it on. Yeah. In 1960 this week, the first U.S. weather satellite was launched when Tiros-1 was put into orbit. The Tiros-1 satellite transmitted the first television picture from space, and meteorologists saw the first pictures of a mid-latitude cyclone over the northeastern U.S. Oh. In 1976 this week, Apple Computer was founded by Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, and Ronald Wayne in a garage in Cupertino, California. Just two weeks later, Ronald Wayne sold his 10% stake in Apple for $800. Which at the time, mind you, was a lot of money. Right. That stake today would be worth almost $300 billion and make Ronald Wayne the richest person on earth. Wayne, who is now said to be worth about $400,000, claims that he doesn't regret the sale. Nonsense. He would have been today worth more than Elon Musk, who is the richest man in the world. And he doesn't regret it. He says he doesn't regret the sale because he said he acted... um, on the information he had at the time, and I've also seen where he was quoted as saying that had he stayed with Apple, he would have ended up as the rich, because of the stress of working at Apple, he would have ended up the richest man in the cemetery. Yeah. Well, now, I get that. But how do you say to this day that you don't regret any of it? I, I mean, you have to. I mean, that's just human nature. Uh-huh. He could be the richest man on the planet or in the cemetery. Yeah. And this week in 2004, Google announced a new service to the public, a project that up until then was known by the codename Caribou. The project's real name was Gmail and was originally thought to be an April Fool's joke. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. 
It's our 27th year on the air, bringing you into tomorrow. This for the weekend of Friday, March 25th, 2022, Beth's birthday. So happy birthday to Into Tomorrow's Beth Graveline Gatrell, who does the tech tips, posting on intotomorrow.com and in our weekly tech newsletter that I'm sure you get already. And I'm Dave Graveline. And I'm Chris Graveline. You sure? Yeah, sometimes. All right. Well, we got uh, John standing by in New Jersey this hour and a whole bunch of other folks to ask questions, make comments, uh, share some tech rage, perhaps any number of things that can happen. But first, some tech news and commentary, often intermixed with some of our tech rage. Yeah. Sales of 5G smartphones have finally eclipsed those of 4G handsets globally. Really? This is according to CounterPoint Research, uh, noting that 5G devices account for 73% of sales in the North American market. The research firm cites Apple's introduction of the 5G phone in 2020 as the main catalyst for the surge. Hmm. Although I'm, I'm one of the few holdouts, I still have my little 4G LTE phone. And it does the job. It does the job, and I'm still paying it off, and I don't need... And, I your, and your nine-year-old son is always rubbing it in that his phone is 5G and yours is not. Yeah, well, I told him that, uh, you know, your mom paid for the more expensive phone, and whereas I, I thought logically and said, you know what, I don't need to spend the extra money for a 5G phone, especially when I don't even have 5G in my neighborhood yet. Good for you. Yeah. My, my phone is 5G. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. A Moscow court banned Facebook and Instagram this week for what it deemed extremist activity in a case against their parent company, Meta. But it said that Meta's WhatsApp messenger service would not be prohibited because it was a means of communication, not a source of information. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because certainly no one on WhatsApp would say, do you really want to know what's going on in Ukraine? You know, Putin's lying to you. But it's not a source of information. The ruling immediately bans Facebook and Instagram from Russia, where both platforms are already blocked. Russian authorities are also seeking to designate Meta as an extremist organization. Now, I well, would agree with that. Yeah. Because it's it's the worst anti-social media platform next to Twitter that there is. Mm -hmm. So there you go. I think they're an extremist organization, too. Yeah. And along those lines, I've seen um, where a lot of uh, journalists have, been, have saying that this, this war in Ukraine is the first TikTok war, hmm. meaning that, you know, so many people have posted videos of what's actually going on on TikTok to be able to get really yes. the word out that it's basically being fought on TikTok. And they say that many Russian soldiers are on TikTok and seeing what's actually going on and questioning why are they doing this? You know, they're, they're not going after Nazis in Ukraine. <laughs> this, this is crazy. They're going after citizens, old people, kids. I mean, that kind of stuff. So I think a lot of these Russian soldiers, unfortunately, thousands of them being killed as well because they're following orders, are having their understandable second thoughts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's all about a TikTok war. Yeah. Netflix announced that it plans to start cracking down on password sharing among watchers, and customers aren't taking it very well. Uh, the company said in a statement that in the past it has encouraged account sharing among its 222 million subscribers with features such as profiles and multiple streams, but that the practices are, quote, impacting our ability to invest in great new TV and films for our members. Hmm. Netflix said that it won't ban password sharing, but those who do it will have to pay. Um, it'll be testing the change in three countries, Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru. Oh, for, for the, not, not us? Not us yet. Woo. Uh, for the equivalent of about three U.S. dollars, users can add up to two profiles. One Twitter user said uh, Netflix will lose a lot of customers if they do this password sharing crackdown that they plan to do. Yeah, but will they? 
Yeah, Although they've never had the competition like they have now. Right. You know, and, I, and I'm torn so, about this because, you know, I like the whole password sharing thing because, you know, you, you, you get a couple of friends and you share the password and then you share the cost. Yep. But on the other hand, I also see it from Netflix's point of view. They are a business. They do provide a service. And oh, don't want, feel sorry for them. I don't feel Come sorry. I, 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 never said, I never said I feel sorry for them. Okay. I see their point of view. And if, you know, and if I want to have the good content that does cost them money, then... You know, it'll end up costing you know users probably less because we'll have there'll be less price increases over, across the board if everybody who's using it is actually paying for it. And if it turns out to be three bucks a month more to share it per person, yeah, well, you <laughs> then say, maybe that's not so bad. You say that because you have a free media account on Netflix. The rest of us that are paying for it want to keep those costs low. <laughs> so you're saying I shouldn't share my Netflix with you? Well, maybe you should. Then I don't. I don't have to pay them the fifteen dollars a month uh, I've been paying. I see. Oh, the plot thickens. Smart technology <laughs> like voice command, front view cameras, and smart dashboards will soon be in most new vehicles, rather than only luxury models. That, according to a story in Android headlines. So listeners like our Mustang Mary, for example, that asked about a front view camera just a couple of weeks ago, have something to look forward to at least. Get it? Look forward to a front view camera. I see what you did there. Yeah, it took you a second, though. Uh, and I think that's pretty clever, though. A lot of people, I'm assuming, would enjoy a front view camera for various reasons. In the case of, of Mary, it was because of a new truck purchased and not able to see where the front of the truck is all the time and you know, didn't want to be running into things, understandably. I know, but when that question came up, you were the first person to remind us off the air. Well, my car has front cameras, front view cameras. Like I got, I got cameras all around yes, the car. Yeah. But because <laughs> it's a luxury model, okay, it's it's the new MDX. But we're saying that most new vehicles soon will have those kinds of things, which I think is great. Although it sets me back because now I can't just brag all the time about all the cool stuff that my car has know, because other cars are getting them. Because until you got that car, you were like, oh, I have the oldest car, the, the least the least high-tech car among the staff. And Well, you know. that's true. Amongst our staff and friends and so forth, I did but have a 2013 got, MDX. Now you've got the newest and most high-tech and, and may I remind you, most expensive yeah. car among us. <laughs> Very true. Good thing I sold a house a while back because that's the only way I could afford it. Yeah. Most expensive car, you know, that you don't even really drive that much. You know, that's funny because I actually caught a little hell from the Acura dealer locally for bringing it in because I got a notice on my app, the Acura app, that said you're due for oil change and tire rotation, and it's free because you spent so much money on your car. And I went, okay, great. So I made arrangements to go in, and the guy says, what? This can't be right. You have only 1,900 miles on the car? I said, well, yeah, it's new, but I also don't drive that much. He goes, apparently. And he says, and your oil life, what does the app say for your oil life? 40%. That's way too soon to be changing the oil. 10 to 15% maybe. And 5,000 miles. I said, oh. He said, I tell you what, for coming in, we're going to wash and vacuum the car. Come see us later when you've put more miles on it. <laughs> Of course, you know, being that you don't really drive the car, wasn't well. The the outside needed wash, but not like the inside was really dirty. No, true. I mean, I could hardly tell it was vacuumed because I don't let anyone eat in it or anything. Although I did have some fries a while back in there, and I dropped one between the seats. I'm telling. Yeah, who are you going to tell? Oh, I don't know. Aha! See, 
Anyway, so there you go. Let that be a lesson. And now I am very thankful, as the service advisor said. He said, but, but if there's ever a time to not be driving a lot with the price of gas, now's the time. Because everything for me is very local. And I end, we end up driving my car when we take off and go somewhere with Cameron and stuff. But I still yeah, don't we, drive a lot. Because when we take your car, I don't have to pay for gas. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And that's funny how that yeah. works. Mm. But I do have the most high-tech car. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so I, I like uh, always talking about companies that do good things, and sometimes even Amazon does semi-good things. Oh, you lie. <laughs> um, they, Amazon has converted a warehouse space in Slovakia, previously used to fulfill customer orders, into a massive humanitarian aid hub to get much-needed supplies to refugees fleeing the war in neighboring Ukraine. Amazon says teams from around the world came together to convert 5,000 square meters of space in 10 days. Wow. And that it's the largest such hub Amazon has ever built. Amazon will leverage its expertise in global logistics to get things such as uh, shelter materials, hygiene items, blankets, and clothing to frontline organizations quickly and efficiently. Amazon's transportation services team ships items to the new hub in Slovakia, and from there, supplies are distributed to displaced refugees in partnership with charities like Save the Children and the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies. Good. Oh, that, that is good. And nice corporate citizen for a change. At least doing that. Yeah. You won't hear me very often say something nice about Amazon, yeah. but right now, good on them. And Russia better not be uh, targeting prime delivery trucks. Yeah. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. An Australian regulator is suing Facebook parent company Meta Platforms, Inc., accusing it of not doing enough to remove scam ads from Facebook that featured public figures promoting cryptocurrency, deepening the social media giant's legal troubles over that issue. The regulator said in its suit that ads on Facebook included fabricated quotes from well-known Australians promoting cryptocurrencies or other ventures and urging people to sign up and deposit funds. Meta reportedly has struggled to keep the ads off its site, with the scammers frequently changing the URLs for the scam sites and the text of the ads to escape Facebook's ad filtering. And, of course, I don't think Facebook is struggling so much because they want the money. They don't care. They're advertisers, right? They want them to keep advertising. Okay, oh, they've changed the URL, so maybe it's not the same people. Take their money and we'll wait for a while, see what happens. And they continue to do that. So I'm glad this an Australian regulator is going after them at least. Yeah. Well, I've I've been having to report ads on Facebook the last few days because you know these sponsored posts show up from quote unquote Fox News, and you know I clicked on one of them because I was like, you know, who do they have writing their headlines? Because it didn't make any sense at all. Uh -oh. So I opened you know the the article and I was reading through it and I was like, the English and the grammar on this is horrible. So you know I click on the page to see if it took me to Fox News and and on Facebook when you click on something there's like a little about this page where it yeah. tells you where it's. Yeah. Base and it says, you know, headquartered in Pakistan. I'm like, well, no, oh, Fox News isn't in Pakistan, so it was <laughs> obvious to me because they were all pushing this these CBD gummy things. Oh, geez. and I figured, well, first of all, I don't think a news organization would be, you know, putting up ads for <laughs> CBD yeah. gummies. Wow. So I've been, you know, having now I got they showed up as every ad in my newsfeed the other day because it's Jeez. like every third or fourth post is always an ad. Yeah, and that, that's every single ad was for that. Well, I'm so glad I just you reported, reported all of them. I have a feeling they don't care because sure again, sure they, they want don't. their money. And uh, what do you mean it's a scam? Wink, yeah, wink. Because they, you know, yeah. they, they spoofed the Fox News Facebook. And they even had the Fox News logo, but it was it of didn't course. take you to the actual Fox News page. God. So they're not struggling with this. You know, no. Facebook, Zuckerberg is just saying, take their yeah, money until if, if we if really get money, caught. Right. If they'll give us money, they can put an ad up. It doesn't matter who they are or what they're advertising. It's really a hashtag pathetic and hashtag disgusting. Yeah.
I use those a lot in my various anti-social media. Mm-hmm. By the way, you can follow me at Dave Graveline on everything. Because I don't hide. I don't have these goofy names that, oh, I wonder who that is. You know it's me, okay? And if you mention the show, I will follow you back. So Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, what, what the heck else am I on? I don't know. Um, just all the anti-social media. LinkedIn. Did I mention fake book? You know, it's all there. Instagram. MySpace, Google Plus. MySpace, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, now I should do one on MySpace just so I say I have it. Yeah. Can you even? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg said that Meta would add NFTs to Instagram. While he didn't describe exactly what they would look like, he said during a session at South by Southwest that, quote, over the next several months, the ability to bring some of your NFTs in, hopefully over time, be able to mint things within that environment. There have been uh, rumblings about this, uh, that this was coming. Last year, Instagram lead Adam Mosseri said the team was actively exploring NFTs. Which, by the way, is non-fungible tokens. Right. Yeah. Um, But they didn't have any actual announcements. Interesting. Just teasing. Yeah. Uh, They're going to screw that up, too. But along those lines, cybersecurity company Surfshark conducted research analyzing the state of cyber crimes worldwide. The study found that phishing, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, phishing continues to be the most common cybercrime for the second year, with more than 241,000 victims in 2020 alone. Nevertheless, confidence and romance fraud had the most significant financial impact, $600 million in 2020 for confidence and romance fraud. People who fell victim to investment fraud lost the most per victim, averaging $38,000 and change. The least impactful online crime is the denial of service or DOS attacks. Only around 2,000 victims reported this crime with an average loss of $254 in 2020. The study found that since 2001, the online crime victim count increased by 15 times. And financial losses grew more than 200 times, from $2,000 to $480,000 per hour. So in total, cybercrime claimed at least 5,654,000-plus victims and $19,216,000 in losses over, oh, I'm sorry, $19 billion, in losses over the 20-year period. Too many zeros. I I had to count them as I was saying it. So, yikes. Cybersecurity is an issue and continues to be. John in Bridgewater, New Jersey, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcasts, and I happen to know each and every week. Hey, John, welcome Into Tomorrow. Yo, so you said you wanted to hear about happy memories of tech from days of yore. Here are a couple of mine. They center on mobile devices. I want a Palm Pilot. Cass, remember those things? Uh, oh, I forget who made them. But I, I won that from somewhere. It was really cool, and I loved it. But then I got something even better. I bought a Casio Cassiopeia Pocket PC that ran Windows. It was so cool. It was so bulky. Um, I got a car mount and a GPS receiver for it, and I used to use it for navigation in the car. It, it was great. I still love the features I had with that, and I don't have those anymore, a lot of them. Like elevation and stuff like that just doesn't show up, not with Waze at least. Um, Sometimes it did take 10 minutes or more to sync up with GPS. Yeah, that was bad. Lastly, 
I had a moment listening to the show last week. You said you got a human touch, and my brain went on the fritz. I knew you were going to say that you had one to give away. I just knew it. In my head, I was already shooting my laptop with a shotgun. I guess I'd have to borrow one. Driving over with my minivan, and then I realized it wasn't a giveaway. Oh, well. I hope you enjoy it. You should have a contest to fly someone down there to the studio to sit in the chair. That would be fun. That would be fun. Um, Yeah. Because everyone, not only on our staff, but guests and others visiting the studios, that I I always give everyone to start the five-minute demo. And everyone's reaction is exactly the same. Quote, wow, amazing, close quote. I mean, whether they heard someone else say it or not, and it is. And if you want to know what we and John are talking about, check out the interview that we did at CES. It's all there for you at intotomorrow.com. Thank you, John. Good comments. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses, such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. 
The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Starting a new technology company can be a challenge. Established corporations can lend a helping hand. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, brought to you by MarPay, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. LG is one of the largest technology companies in the world, yet they spend time and money to help health tech startups get off the ground. The LG Nova program finds new companies with potential to change lives on a global scale and provides them with guidance from industry veterans and successful entrepreneurs. They also give financial and technical support. One startup in the program is XR Health, which is creating virtual clinics where patients can go and use virtual reality equipment to consult with remote healthcare professionals. Initially, it's targeting pain management and behavioral health. Maya MD is another startup that has created a digital health assistant named Maya that is powered by artificial intelligence. Patients can have a conversation with Maya using either text or voice to explain their symptoms. Maya can then ask questions and reach a recommendation in less than a minute with 94% accuracy. Decisions are based on a database of more than 10,000 symptoms and conditions. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Alfred. I would love to talk to Maya. I got a pain here. I got a problem there. What do I do? Maybe that'll be something we can look forward to. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by MarPay, powering employer health plans with AI intended to lower costs. Visit marpaihealth.com. And especially we talk a lot about AI. Lowercase i helps make life easier for me. Be sure to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider Newsletter as well. It's a free weekly newsletter. You can do that at healthtechinsider.com. Hi guys, back to Cameron Graveline, and if you have any questions about tech, don't forget to ask Dave so he can ask me. Call 800-899-INTO or use the free Into Tomorrow app. Now back to the guys. Yeah, that would be us. That's my favorite one. It is. No, my favorite one is, here's Dave. And he never even knew who Johnny Carson was. Mm -hmm. But those listening may not know either. But some people, if they're dating themselves like I am would know what that means. Yeah, you actually saw him live, didn't you? Three times. times. Yeah, well then. Three times, including his 25th anniversary show I was in the audience. Well then. That was, uh, I, I looked up to that guy. I think to this day, some of my mannerisms or attempts at humor were, you know, inspired by Johnny Carson. The great Karnak. That, exactly. <laughs> wow. 
He yes, held I'm, I'm, in dating, I'm dating myself too. He held in his hand an envelope that was in a mayonnaise jar on Funkin' Wagnall's porch. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Bots are estimated to make up 37.9% of all internet traffic. The financial sector is the main target for bot activity, followed by education, government, and gambling. No. Oh. little into tomorrow fun tech fact for you to share around the office water cooler. We don't have a water cooler. <laughs> if you, we don't, do we? But if you are back at the office, a little something you can share yeah. and see if any bot is affecting you. Instacart announced that it's rolling out a new shoppable recipes feature to launch new product integrations with TikTok and Hearst, which owns brands like Delish and Country Living. Select food creators on TikTok can start using the shoppable recipes feature in their videos. Shoppable recipes will allow food creators to link shopping lists into their TikTok videos. The new feature includes a button that adds all of the required ingredients needed for a specific recipe to a user's Instacart cart. That's hard to say, Instacart cart. Yeah. Um, I think it would just be to the user's Instacart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Instacart hopes to gradually roll out the pilot jump to more TikTok creators, and in the coming months, creators will also be able to create and link to their own custom shoppable recipe content. That sounds confusing. Yeah, but it's but funny I, was even I like the idea, though, because yeah. if you're looking at something, you say, oh, my gosh, that looks good. I would love to try that. But then you got to, you know, take a pen and paper and write all the ingredients. No, this is a good way to do it. Well, it's funny because I was talking to somebody the other day about, you know, like 98% of all the videos I've saved on TikTok are recipes. Really? that I want to try. <laughs> and have you tried any of them? Not, not one yet. <laughs> Here's a thought. Save it to Instacart, even if you don't use Instacart, and then see if you can cut and paste it. Just to your shopping list. Yeah. Wouldn't that be easy? One yeah. would think. I don't know. But if Instacart's smart, they're going to make it so that you can't copy and paste, and you have to put it in your list and buy it from them. Yeah. But you still ought to be able, even if it was one item at a time, you should still be able to copy paste onto a calendar item or something that you would open when you get in the store. Yeah. Well, it's like I do with you know my Alexa and then our uh, Publix app, which is our local grocery store here, because I verbalize my shopping list to Alexa, but then I have to sit there with the Alexa app open and my yeah. Publix app open and manually you know combine the two. I, I do the same, and that's a pain. You would think if they were smart, they being Publix and Amazon, <laughs> good luck with that part, yeah. that they would allow you to merge those kinds of things to your main place. Of course, they're not going to do that because Amazon owns Whole Foods and they want you to shop there. Yeah. Which which I never, ever, ever do. But, yeah, I have to open not only the Publix app but the Amazon app. And I'm back and forth between the apps going down the aisles at Publix thinking, well, this is a time waster. And then I still forget half the stuff I wanted to get. Mm -hmm. It's frustrating, I'm telling you. So somebody... Come up with a way to merge your Alexa shopping list. Because I will add to the shopping list in the car. I've got Alexa built in, and I take advantage of that. Reminders, appointments, mostly items for shopping. I'll think of something as I'm driving. I go, oh, my gosh, I need more peaches. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And I will tell Alexa to, to add that to my shopping list, and it's on the main shopping list. I also like messing with you because I'll tell Alexa to turn certain things on when I'm heading back to the studio and scare the heck out of people here in the studio. Oh, that's got to be Dave already turning something on before he gets back here. Be nicer. I'll start, you know, when I'm you know, at your house, I'll start asking Alexa to, you know, remind you certain things at like all hours of the night. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. I would be upset. <laughs> However, also on my shopping list, and I know he does this to you. 
you can always tell when Cameron was close to an Alexa device. And then I get to the store and I'll open my shopping list and I'll see things on it like adult diapers or poop. Well, those may, or, those may have been me. Yeah, what? <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. No, I know they're Cameron. Uh, they are? Where do you think he gets it from? Yeah, well, that, that part's true. But see, so that, I would then also have to merge those into my Publix app. But I don't shop for poop or adult diapers, so well, at least not Christmas yet. Christmas is coming. <laughs> okay. Uh, Elon Musk, of course, the CEO of SpaceX, and as he calls it, Tesla. Do you ever notice on TikTok or any other videos, he's, it's Tesla, more like a Z. Now, is that because of his South African heritage? Maybe. Or did Nikolai Tesla say Tesla, not Tesla? I have no idea. Well, look into that, will you? Okay. Find some old film of, of him pronouncing his last name and see what it was. So we say it right from now on, okay. right? It'd be, it's, it's like people who look at our name, Graveline, and say, oh, it can't be that if it's got to be Gravelini or something. No, it's Graveline. And no, it's not made up for radio. That's, that's our name. But it concerns me because he's always saying Tesla, like a Z. So which is correct? Well, he always tries to be different anyway. Boy, is he ever. Did you see him dancing in Berlin the other day when they rolled out a bunch of new cars and there was a, a little drone with a camera that was following him around and he's like going after the drone and sort of dancing and people were commenting that, okay, so Elon Musk can't dance. This is obvious, but he's Elon Musk. Well, but he was happy because they just opened a big factory in Berlin. Yes. No, of course. <laughs> so rightly so, he should be happy. But if he's like me and yeah. can't dance, don't do it. Yeah, well, he can afford to not dance. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, he has an estimated net worth of about $263 billion at the moment. Plus or minus, subject to change, a couple of billion, whatever. A new study has suggested he could become the world's first trillionaire by 2024. There is no trillionaire on the planet yet. He could be the first. Electric vehicles and commercial space travel are certainly at the forefront of the world's economic potential, so perhaps this projection shouldn't come as a surprise. Interestingly, the report from Yahoo, you know, those, those people that... The Yahoos? The, the, the Yahoos. The, the yeah. Uh, yeah, because they pretty much are. And I'm just desperately trying to find... He thinks I would have had that ready. Anyway, the report from Yahoo predicts Jeff Bezos, or I like to call him Bozos, and Larry Page could reach that distinction by 2030 and 2032, respectively. So Elon Musk, the first trillionaire on the planet by 2024, and then Jeff Bozos, Larry Page by 2030 and 32. So do you think maybe he'll start giving away more of his money, Being talking about Bezos? Probably not. No. But And this could help uh, Elon Musk get there. SpaceX is hiking up the prices for the company's satellite service, uh, Starlink. It's citing... already a f very expensive. <laughs> yeah. But they're citing rising costs from, quote, excessive levels of inflation. Starting in May, subscribers will have to pay $110 per month to receive Internet from Starlink, up from $99. 
SpaceX is also raising the one-time fee subscribers must pay for the dish necessary to connect with the Starlink network. Which is $500 initially, right? right? So if you've already placed a pre-order, the Starlink dish will now cost you $549, up from the original $499. Hmm. Meanwhile, new customers who sign up for Starlink starting this week will have to fork over $600. Wow. So a $100 increase, boom, just like that. Yeah. And this money, you know, a lot of this goes directly to Elon's pocket because you know, SpaceX is a private company, mm-hmm. and he owns, you know, like forty-something percent, but like seventy-three percent voting, you know, on it. Wow! So that's interesting. But already hiking the rates. Yeah. Now, granted, each of these companies has to stand on its own and budget and make money for the overall good of 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 Elon Musk and Tesla and space. X and all of the other stuff that he's involved in. I mean, what, we haven't even talked about the boring company. And we don't mean like you're boring me. We mean the tunneling company that he also runs. And I mean, this. no wonder he's going to be the first trillionaire on Earth. Yeah. I mean, they're looking at, you know, several tunnels down here in South Florida. Even. Yes. Both Miami and Fort Lauderdale. You know, which is you know going to be interesting to do since, you know, you dig three feet down here and you're underwater. I know. <laughs> So that and, and we are pretty much in between both Miami and Fort Lauderdale in yeah. the area where we are. So maybe they should just tunnel between Miami and Fort Lauderdale with a stop at the Into Tomorrow Studios. Yeah. And then we can use Teslas back and forth. Works for me. No, I'd, I'd need to make sure that the tunnel is big enough for me to drive my MDX. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. We'll see what happens. What do you think? 800 899 into how do you feel about the first trillionaire what do you think is going to happen with tech we need your input nay we crave your input into tomorrow.com i can't let diabetes get in my way so here's what i do i wear the dexcom g6 It continuously sends my glucose numbers to my phone. And the arrow shows me where I'm headed and how fast. Without finger sticks or scanning, making it much easier to keep my glucose in range. The more time I spend in range, the better I feel. And the more I can cross off my list. Don't let diabetes get in your way. Check out Dexcom.com slash in range. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G6 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. As the tragic war in Ukraine continues to unfold, Meta is taking extensive action across their family of apps to help ensure the safety of their community and support those who use their services in Ukraine and around the world. Meta's Vice President of Social Impact, Emily Dalton-Smith, tells us the company is not only working to fight the spread of misinformation and adding new security features to their platforms, but committing financial resources to the region. To amplify these efforts, we are committing $15 million to support humanitarian efforts in Ukraine including $5 million in direct donations to nonprofit organizations who are on the ground now in the region and committed to providing long-term recovery in Ukraine. We are also supporting organizations like the WHO and UNICEF to get critical health information and mental health resources to people in Ukraine through meta platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. If you'd like to help, consider donating or starting a fundraiser for a nonprofit supporting humanitarian efforts in Ukraine by visiting facebook.com fundraisers. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888 856 
1-800-273-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 1-888-856-8066 for as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, 888-856-8066. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. As Into Tomorrow continues in our 27th year, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys, streaming media solutions for the smartest businesses on the Internet. Visit StreamGuys.com. To all in our audience, would you do me a kindness? Please, it will only take just a second. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. Anytime you have a moment, a little red box pops up if the Internet gods are with us that asks only for your email address. And we don't share it with anyone, and we don't spam you. But when you put your email address in there, you'll get a subsequent email, which means maybe check your spam filter if you don't get that subsequent email, that says click here to receive the free Into Tomorrow Tech newsletter. It's only once a week. As I say, we don't share your email, we don't spam you, we don't do anything inappropriate. And you can always unsubscribe anytime, though no one ever does, but thank you for that. But if you want to, no big deal. Hit unsubscribe and we won't bother you again. But when you do that, you'll get our tech newsletter. And among other things, we have tech news in it. Go figure. I know. What an odd thing to have in a tech newsletter. We also have some of my favorites, hmm, thoughts that make you smile. We also tell you what is coming on the show that week, what guests are coming up. Uh, we tease a couple of the calls that ask questions, so you might have a similar concern, and we know we're going to address that for you. And we have things like Beth's tech tip. Happy birthday, Beth, by the way, and this is her birthday weekend. So this week, are you sick or is it just seasonal allergies? Got you. Uh, yeah, using your digital tools can help you self-diagnose and treat, as well as put you in touch with your doctor and have your meds delivered all without ever leaving your couch. Oh, I like that. And businesses brace for impact after hackers claim Okta, which provides secure authentication services for more than 15,000 global brands, has been hacked. Great. I'm telling <laughs> you. So we can only hope and pray that one of those 15,000 global brands is not something you use. Yeah. So it's not always good tech news in the tech newsletter, but it is always tech news in the tech newsletter. <laughs> there you go. Good point. And a whole bunch of other stuff. So please subscribe to it. Again, it's very easy. Just your email address. That's it. At intotomorrow.com. And Steve in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Welcome into tomorrow. So I got an iPad for work, uh, and I want to use it as a third monitor on my desktop. I found some pay apps to do this, but I don't want to pay for it. I want something free. Don't blame you. You guys are great at finding free stuff. 
if you could find me a free app where I can make my iPad another monitor, I won't lie, it'll be the third monitor on my desk, but one would be Teams, one would be email, and one would be what I'm currently working on. I know it sounds like a lot, but I like to multitask. Thanks, guys. And uh, if you guys have trouble with this, Cameron is right in the booth, I'm sure, to help you. So ask him if you have any questions. <laughs> I love it. I love how people are referring to Cam regularly. Well, how Cam refers to, if you have a, any question, ask Dave and he'll ask me. Well, maybe we need to change that link at Intuitomorrow.com to ask Cam. That's true. Yeah. Wow. You need to make sure that he hears Steve's call, too, yeah. uh, because you have custody this week. Yeah. So make sure he sees that. Well, Steve, your options really depend on your operating system. If you're on a Mac, then the answer is simple. Apple introduced a functionality they named Sidecar back when they released Mac OS Catalina a few years ago. Sidecar is free, and it will allow you to use your iPad as a wireless external monitor. Now, there's not much to it. You just need to turn on Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and hand off, and you should be all set. All you have to do to use it is select it from the AirPlay menu at the top, and voila! Now, if you're on Windows or Linux, there's plenty of options, but we only found one free one. It's called Splashtop Wired X Display, and it's definitely rougher around the edges than most of the paid options, but it should do the job. Unlike Sidecar, Splashtop Wired X Display is wired, just as the name implies. Uh, it works via USB and not as smooth as other paid solutions, but you get the iPad and Windows apps for free, so if you're set on not paying for the functionality, it should work out for you. Just try and add a mostly static window to that screen so you don't have to constantly deal with lagging graphics. Uh, paid solutions in Sidecar won't have that issue. Yeah. Now, another thing you might look at, you're talking about having Teams on one of the monitors. Just run the Teams app natively on the iPad, and you should be set with that. Oh, that's another good point. Well, see, that's why we want to help Steve and everyone listening with similar concerns. And he's right. If we can find something free for you, we go for it, always. And we always try to make two or three suggestions about anything, because things don't always work the same for other people. But there you go. So I hope that that helps you, Steve. Do let us know which suggestion worked best for you, what you ended up using, because it will help other listeners as well when you follow up. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. When you call in like Steve did and we hear you on the air, you win fabulous prizes. And while we always have to say, because the lawyers are on us, no promises, no guarantees, but do tell us when you actually call in. We'll do our best to get one of those items for you. Mention one or two or three of them so that we've got some options. For example, the Evolve 275 Bluetooth stereo headsets from Jabra. Couple of those to share with you. From Kensington, we've got a 48-watt four-port USB charger. How about an indoor pan-tilt Wi-Fi security camera from EasyViz? TurboTax sent online codes good for any of their products to help you file your income tax fast and easily. Yep, and it's all their various products, up to like $200 worth. So if you need a TurboTax online code, quick, ask for one. We'll get one to you. And from Dantech, Bob, the ultimate compact dishwasher. The last week to qualify for that one. That's for sure. Jump on it and join us at intotomorrow.com.
Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. And I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Dexcom, the only continuous glucose monitor FDA permitted for kids ages two years and up. Visit dexcom.com. Don in LaBelle, Florida, downloads the free Into Tomorrow podcast. And we love you for it, calling in using the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Don. I'm wondering whether wireless headphones can sound as good as the wired versions of uh, earbuds and headphones. I've been considering uh, getting some wireless ones, but I wasn't sure if the quality is equal to the standard wired earbuds or headphones. Well, Don, good question. The, The short answer is it depends on who you ask. Now, if you mean, will the sound quality be good? Yes, of course it will be. Will there be skips or strange distortions every so often? It's possible if you're in an area with high interference, but typically, no. They will sound normal most of the time. Now, where people differ is on the digital versus analog question. If you're an audiophile that won't listen to anything that isn't vinyl and goes on long diatribes about compression, (laughs) then you won't like them because they are digital. Um, If you're already listening to MP3s, streaming audio sources, and so forth, then they'll sound just as good as anything wired that you're already using. Now, as with wired headphones, brands matter, and some will go overboard with the bass to give the impression of better sound quality and fail pretty miserably at the higher tone range. So try before you buy if you can. Yeah. Now, it's hard to try earbuds before you buy because, number one, nobody else wants their earwax or, you know, in your ears, vice versa. But if you can, by all means, or if you're not happy with them, make sure the store will take them back. And they'll typically send them back to the manufacturer. And we hope somebody along the line is cleaning them up if if they're going to put them back in a case. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I'm always talking about the Jabra earbuds, and you know, full disclosure, they're not even a sponsor of the show, but I, I do know. like their product. They should be, darn they, it. They should be. <laughs> um, but one of the things I like about them is they have a tool now in their app when you get the, their earbuds. It does sort of like a hearing test where it has you click in the app when you hear certain frequencies, so it can tune the sound to your hearing. Uh-huh. So it gives you much better sound quality, in my opinion. There you go. Check it all out at intotomorrow.com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. You're tuned into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, March 25th, 2022. March 26th being Beth Graveline Gatrell's birthday, our staff member who also provides you with the tech tips and the tech newsletter once a week and online at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. I would be her dad. I'm Chris Graveline. I would be her brother. Her younger brother. Yeah. I, and I remind her that of every chance I get. Yeah, I know. Well, because she's the oldest. Yeah. Well, I'm the oldest, but as far as the kids go, yeah, yeah she's the oldest. And then after you, there's Tim. Yeah. He's definitely the youngest. Yeah. Mm. Gotcha. And some tech news and commentary for you. And then Billy standing by, among others, to participate on the program. We invite you to always think about participating. Anything at all that you've got, a concern, a question, a comment, some tech rage, whatever. If it involves consumer tech, we're here for you. We want to answer your calls, your questions, anytime, 24-7, whenever you think of something. We'll get it on the show on the very next broadcast And we'll get an answer for you or several answers, whatever the case. It's what we do. 
and Cam. Uh, Cam. <laughs> I'm getting your son involved, too. Yeah. Chris is going to tell you how you can easily participate at your leisure. Well, probably the easiest way, which has also become the most popular way these days, is stopping by intotomorrow.com and see an Ask Dave microphone. You click on that, and it gives you the opportunity to record an audio question, many times sounding crystal clear, and you can send uh, that way. You could also do a very similar thing in the Into Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio button. Again, sounds like you're sitting right here in the studio with us. Or you can call the Ask Dave hotline 24-7, 365, or 366 on a leap year. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Glad you pointed that that's, out. That's, that's not a leap year, but yeah, okay. That's uh, 800-899-4686. It's 800-899-INTO. You did forget one way that folks can participate. Oh, the, 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 the texting thing. The, yeah. Yeah. That. We don't hear you, <laughs> which means if you want to qualify for the better prizes, you, you need to be heard on the show. It is radio after all, right? But you can visit our 800 number. How do you visit that? Well, you text yeah. your question, comment, concern, whatever the case, to our 800 number, which is 800-899-4686. First name, city, and how you hear us is what we ask. And then ask your question, because we got one I think, yeah. a couple weeks ago where yeah. it was just somebody saying, you know, I'm, I'm Bob, I listen on this station, and I'm participating here. But then you didn't ask a question. Yeah. That was awfully nice and good to know, but we couldn't use it because you didn't have a question or comment or tech rage or whatever. Yeah. So that's the other reason why text me anywhere is, is can be interesting, but not the best way to go always. It's very similar to the, the phone call we got, uh, you know, a few months ago where the whole the guy's question was, did I win? And, yeah. And pretty much sounded like that. <laughs> yeah, pretty did, much. Did I win? <laughs> no, you didn't. But if you call back with an actual question, something that particip- you know that contributes to the show, you absolutely would win. Yeah, it really is easy. That's why we try to make it as easy as possible. So many ways for you to participate. But don't just text us. Let us hear you. You get to hear us. Well, have to hear us yeah. if, if you're if you're listening anyway. Volkswagen AG plans to phase out gas combustion engines in the U.S. And have 55% of its U.S. sales be fully electric by 2030. Oh, the, German, yeah, the German automaker will invest $7.1 billion in North America to produce 25 new EV models by 2030. And I'm always compelled, whenever we talk about EVs, electric vehicles, to remind everybody what powers your charging stations. Dead dinosaur fossil fuels. Just saying. So don't be all high and mighty like, you know, oh, everybody on our block's getting EVs to save the planet. Although I will say that the you know people with EVs are now laughing at the rest of us these days with the gas prices. I will agree. <laughs> <laughs> I will agree. But it's not the end-all, cure-all. Plus, I, I've said all along, you know, I'm, I'm a motor guy. I need to have that that engine sound, the revving, and you know, I, I can't. Yeah, it's pretty can't. sad when some EVs have to fake engine sounds so that people can hear that there's a well, car they, coming. They have to by law. I know. So because there's otherwise they're too quiet. But anyway, and you and you can't even do certain uh, sounds anymore for like a horn. Because yeah, we've it's... we've had that happening where people were, or or even better. Yeah, you know, I used to want a Tesla until they changed it and said you can't make it fart anymore unless you're in park. Well, that's after. Where's my burrito? Yeah. yeah. 
Well, you know, that's the thing. You go, you go get a burrito, and that's the only way you can get gas for like a dollar anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I did a post a week or so ago on one of my anti-social medias, and I hope you all follow me, at Dave Graveline. Mention into tomorrow, I'll follow you back. Um, everything is always just the at sign Dave Graveline, so it's easy on all the anti-social media stuff. But I did a thing that uh, I just got gas for a dollar fifty-seven at Taco Bell. Uh-huh, That's a nice donut. No, that would be Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of get the idea. Billy, use the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. We love you for that. But unfortunately, he didn't say how he listens or where he's participating from. So you forgot that part. So next time when you call back, let us know. Billy, welcome into tomorrow. I've always wanted to attend CES, the computer electronic show eh. in Las Vegas. But I am not a IT professional. I'm not in the business. Actually, I'm a semi-retired techno geek that just loves this kind of stuff. Is it possible for me to attend? Well, Billy, unfortunately, not really. CES used to stand for the Consumer Electronics Show, but they don't want us to call it that anymore. Uh, They also don't want us to call it what it really has become, the Chinese Electronics Show. Uh, Or this year, the COVID Electronics Show. Since many people believe it had to have been a super spreader, although neither Nevada officials or the CTA, producers of CES, would release any COVID-related data from the show. But we were there, and there were very few people there. But we'll see. Uh, It is primarily a commercial event. So the main attendees, of course, are buyers and sellers of consumer tech. That's their core audience, people who want to find distributors or suppliers. Yeah, the only other group they allow in are media. Um, CTA, again, the group that organizes the show, wants their exhibitors to get exposure to increase the value that they offer them. So the media is always welcome. Unfortunately, they also consider, you know, bloggers, you know, media. Yeah, they have like six followers and it's their mom and a cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, if you're not a member of one of those groups or a CTA employer contractor, they won't let you in. Um, But you're not missing that much, really. It's normally an overcrowded event, and the majority of exhibitors are selling pretty boring things. Yeah, that's very true. Now, the highlights that you hear on our shows and the videos that you see are really the best products that we've run across on the show floor. Again, we were there in person in January. But the majority of what is shown off is relatively boring, as Chris said, day-to-day. Stuff like phone cases, cheap cables, knock-off robotic vacuums, car speakers, that kind of stuff. Now, if you'd like to attend a real global consumer tech show that is open to the public, join us in September at IFA in Berlin. We will be there broadcasting for our 18th year. Visit ifa-berlin.com for more. And seriously, join us there. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. 
What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use and I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget did I take that pill or not because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. While many people view cybercrime as someone else's problem, these attacks get very personal when they impact our digital identities and way of life. F5 announced a new way for companies to manage and secure the digital services we rely on every day with the global launch of F5 Distributed Cloud Services. Here's Executive VP and GM for Security and Distributed Cloud, Haiyan Song. Businesses and individuals now rely on digital services like never before. That's why we're so excited about F5's new security services and the protection it will provide for organizations and their customers. More than 40% of cyber attacks were on small companies. Our goal at F5 is to make securing the digital world simple by providing the best, most flexible, and most comprehensive security services to our customers. F5 Distributed Cloud Services is the most comprehensive, effective, and easy-to-implement way to secure web applications and APIs. Learn more at f5.com. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. This our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer tech. All kinds of cool products, gadgets, gizmos, services available today and into tomorrow. And I'm reminding you that you, our listening audience, make the show. Your participation is really what Into Tomorrow is all about. So if you've got any questions at all about consumer tech, maybe any follow-up questions uh, after seeing a guest interview or hearing a guest interview, or maybe you want to help another listener, we want to hear from you. And you can do that any number of ways. There, We try to make it as easy as possible. Probably the easiest way these days is to visit us at intotomorrow.com. Click on the little red microphone that says Ask Dave. 
And then you can do that from any browser, by the way, any device with a browser and a microphone and ask a question, make a comment, help other listeners, what have you. And all these things you can do anytime, 24-7. The other very easy way is using the free Into Tomorrow app available in your app store. Just search those two words, Into Tomorrow, and participate that way. There's a button there that says Message the Studio. Or the old-fashioned way still works. If you use your phone as a phone, imagine that, then you can call us toll-free from anywhere in North America, 800-899-INTO, 1-800-899-4686. Our next guest's company connects car fans with the information hidden inside our cars. We think that's pretty cool. And Chris on our team has been using one of their products and enjoying it a lot. It gives him a lot of great information. The co-founder and CEO of Carly Connected Car is Avid Avini. Avid, welcome into tomorrow. Joining us from Munich, Germany. How are you, sir? Thanks so much for having me. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, and we appreciate you giving us a couple of minutes. Uh, tell me first a little bit about the company, and then let's get into the Carly device itself and how you simply plug it into an OBD port and get incredible amounts of information. So as you correctly mentioned, Carly is a company that connects car owners, mostly passionate car owners, with the information hidden inside their cars. What we do is we unlock all the data that is hidden and make it easy to understand and actionable, put it inside the app and give you tips and tricks on how to repair and then save costs on whatever you do with your car. And of course, when you talk about all the data that's hidden, I mean, people might be thinking, well, what, what's hidden? I mean, I'm getting, you know, my fuel indicator and my temperature and oil, basic info on the dashboard. Well, yeah, that's basic info. But there's so much more to especially any modern car the last many years that you probably want that information and you want to know what it's doing, whether you're a big car fan, a big buff, uh, you know, car buff or not. It's very helpful to have this info. Would you suggest that? Totally, yeah. So this is information that goes very deep into the car. A car has a minimum of 10 computers going up to 60 different computers. And each of these computers has up to 140,000 fault, possible fault codes. Wow. So I think 1% or 2% maybe of these will be shown in your dashboard. If you want to access anything more than that, you have to plug in the OBD device and read out manufacturer-specific fault code data. That's just one of the examples. We can also give you mileage information, tell you if the car has been tampered with, and so on. There's so much information hidden inside these cars, and car owners have no access to this. Yeah, I think the ability for folks to check the car's main systems, uh, and you mentioned on the dashboard, if we get one or two percent, we think we're happy. Well, there's so much more. And to have so many possible fault codes and things that could be causing an issue. One of the things that, uh, that Chris has used uh, regularly is to reset his check engine light. Of course, now, it seems to me that the problem with that is great. It resets it. But shouldn't you be digging further? Shouldn't you know what the problem is? And, and he can with his Carly unit uh, to be able to get more info. Oh, and, and he just came in and literally dropped his phone to show us that the app provides all kinds of great information. So, but let's talk about how even something as simple as that check engine light that might just be a pain and something that perhaps you don't really have to take any action, but it's always popping on. Uh, well, Carly can turn that off for you. 
Yeah, the thing with the check engine light is when that pops up, it's mostly too late. So what happens is that you have issues in your car, they will not become visible until three or six months later when you see it in your engine light and then the damage has already happened. The idea is to read out faults from all these units that I was speaking about and knowing far ahead if something urgent might come up and fix the problem while it's still small and cheap. That is the whole idea of this. If the engine light is on, it's probably too late. This is about preventing further damage from happening. Yeah, I'm looking at Chris in the control room and are you listening? It's probably too late. So don't just reset it because it's irritating to see the check engine light. Uh, there, are, there are reasons why that's on. So get whatever's wrong fixed. Um, but I'm looking at, at, his, at his phone and the MyCarly app. It's a lot of information here that you can obtain. What are the common things that you find most of your customers are able to take full advantage of with their Carly unit? There's two things. Number one main use case for our customers is they plug the OBD adapter in and look for issues in, inside the car. And then we have this feature called Smart Mechanic, which is basically a digital version of your personal expert mechanic, giving you tons of information about potential causes of an issue and repair guidelines and next steps. So this is really getting into car repair maintenance and taking an hour or two of your time and really understand what is going on in the car. We give you an indicator if you can repair it yourself, how hard the repair is gonna be, how difficult it is, what the first couple of steps should be in order to identify where the issue lies and how expensive a repair could happen. So this, this is the number one feature, we call it smart mechanic because in the end it's basically a smart digital version of your personal mechanic. I like that. Of course, we all want a smart mechanic, uh, not so much a smart Alec mechanic, as we might say, but a smart mechanic. Uh, your digital car toolbox is the Carly unit, which I think is truly fascinating. And the fact that you guys provide how difficult or how easy something might be uh, for the whether it's the do-it-yourselfers or just somebody who tinkers with their cars periodically maybe gets to a point where they can say you know what i, I can do this i don't have to pay a fortune at the mechanic or worse the car dealer uh, to get this done i know the problem and the carly folks have helped me figure out how to solve it if you're comfortable with that go for it exactly it's in the end it's about making car repair and maintenance cheaper and quicker and whether you want to repair it yourself or not, that's up to you, but we help you for both cases. It's definitely something that helps a lot of different kinds of people. Oh, for sure. Now we talked about how we plug the Carly unit into the OBD port, which is onboard diagnostics, correct? Yes, correct, onboard and, diagnostics. And every car since what, 1986, I think, pretty much has an OBD port? 96? 97, I would say. 97, okay. Um, and it's very, it's just literally that easy to do. You plug it in. In this case, you got a couple of LEDs as well. So how does it work? It's, it's now monitoring all these various systems. This little device, and I'm reminding our radio audience, be sure and come and see the video at intotomorrow.com of Avid and I talking about this and showing you how it worked. But how would you describe how it does what it does. So this OBD hardware, you plug it into the OBD port, which is mostly located near the steering wheel. And what it does, it, it connects to the main computer of the car, which itself is connected to all the other computers that I was talking about. And while being connected to the car, it creates a Wi-Fi signal or Bluetooth Wi-Fi signal, which then in return can connect to your smartphone and whenever you open the app and press on connect and press on several features or you want to gather more information, the app sends 
a request to the adapter, to the dongle, the scanner hardware, which forwards this request to the car. The car answers, puts the request back into the app, and the app visualizes the data and makes it easy to understand. So basically, it's just a wireless transaction of information going into the car and back into your phone, making all this very complicated data very easy to understand and visualizing it inside the smartphone. So, Evan, does it work uh, pretty much the same for all cars, or are there some differences, some cars where it might not work as well or give as much information? And if so, how do we determine that? So the smart mechanic feature that we talked about is basically the same for all kind of cars starting 1998. We support 96% of all cars on the road in North America, Europe, and Asia. Good. So that will not be an issue. There, we have further very specific features that are not covered for every single car brand. For example, the customizations where you can individualize comfort features, for example, the lighting behavior or the signals you're shown in your dashboard. But I would consider these more of a playful tool. The smart mechanic feature that actually helps you to repair and maintain your car better, that is supported for all kinds of car brands. I want to remind our audience that we also have this radio interview on video. So be sure to visit us at intotomorrow.com and check out the interview with Avid Avini, the co-founder and CEO of Carly Connected Car and their website, mycarly.com. We're back with more with Avid and you right after this. As we continue bringing you further into tomorrow, I'm Dave Graveline. Thanks for joining us. We're chatting with the co-founder and CEO of Carly Connected Car, Avid Avini. One of the things that Chris pointed out on uh, on the app was the, the fact that there's a used car check, uh, which I find fascinating. Uh, these days, especially, I just bought a brand new car, uh, and the price for selling my used car was far better than it had ever been in years past. There's certainly a big market these days for your used car, uh, even if it's not in the best of shape. So keep that in mind. But what does the, the used car check actually do for you? So we've experienced that a lot of people who buy cars experience mileage issues, mileage tampering issues, and they're not always being told the truth about um, prior accidents in airbag. Oh. So what happens is that we read out all the airbag information, mileage, mileage information, and then tell the customer if the car has been tampered with, if the mileage is correct, if the airbags have gone off, so if there was a prior accident or not. And this gives a lot of safety, of course, before buying a used car and avoids a bad purchase. Oh, for sure. It's certainly a very valuable tool if you're looking to sell or to buy a used car that you want to get good information. So you can basically just take your Carly unit with you if you're shopping for another car, especially a used car, plug it into the OBD port and use your app and see if the car is worth whatever it is somebody's asking for it. Correct, yeah. It takes not even a minute, so it's super easy to do. Ah, love it. And of course, the used car dealer is probably freaking out, but oh well, that's their problem. Uh, you're going to be an informed buyer, so that's a good thing. Can Carly tell what will happen to your car into tomorrow, say? So part of the smart mechanic feature is to predict 
potential future issues. So if you read out car faults, of course, you want to know how severe the issue is and if it might lead up to more severe issues in the future. So we are working on a software feature that is called predictions and intelligence, which tells you if future issues will come up based on the current context that you have with the car, how long it will take and how severe these will be. And we have this for the first couple of car brands. We're rolling it out in the next couple of months for all car brands worldwide. This is the only solution like this that, that exists for consumers to predict future car issues. And we can only do this, of course, because we've been gathering anonymous data for eight years and nine years now, which is more than 25 million data points where we can use them to compare to individual cars and then say, your car looks like these couple of other cars and these other cars had similar issues happen to them in the future. So this is the wow. reason we can provide such a feature. I think that's fascinating. And the fact that it's all app-based in that sense, because you can obviously check the data with your phone, Android or iPhone, and get all that info, allows you guys to keep very much up to date. You simply update your app and you say, oh, we've got additional info. If it accesses your database, uh, as you mentioned, because you've got all these data collection points and things that will help others, then it's kind of an ongoing process that works well for your customers, obviously for Carly doing a great job. Yeah, the great thing is the more people use it, the better the software gets. Of course. Sure. So this is something that is really strong. This is also why we're thinking strongly about a community to link people together that have similar similar fault contexts, uh, because in the end, that is what helps the most. If you talk to people who had a very similar issue and then they can tell you how they repaired it, this is also something we do because we know exactly what kind of issues people have. Gotcha. Now, Avid, as co-founder and CEO of Carly Connected Car, I'm wondering, are, are you in particular a, a car buff, a, a fan of all kinds of cars and your staff, your team? Uh, how did you come about deciding to start to do this? What got you motivated? So my family had a 760 BMW eight years ago and that had a lot of problems. We brought it to the workshop and every time they plugged in the original manufacturer software, they charged us $120 oh. each time we were not getting smarter. So what we thought is what we should do is just plug our own OBD device in. It cannot be that hard to read out the information because my whole family, we study computer science, so it should be possible. Um, so that's how it started. And people on the car forums, international, they wanted to have such a feature and they wanted to have the same information because we were talking to them. We provided this into the app stores and then things took off from there. Personally, I'm not into cars per se. I'm very much into the software and the electronics of cars um, because this is mostly what we do. We're not, we're not driving um, to tuning events. We're really working a lot on the electronics and the software of cars, which is, which is in the end helpful for our customers. Sure. I was going to say, and, and you're right, in the end, that's what we want to know, that you are taking care of things from the computer standpoint and the software end and collecting and translating that data uh, to make sense to those of us who are car owners or purchasers or looking to buy one. Let's talk about the price of Carly. And then I'm assuming there's a, a monthly subscription as well. How does that work? So it's an annual subscription. And we found the best model is to give the hardware for free and charge for the license on an annual basis. And starting at 80 to $100 per year, you can have the scanner for free and the full access to all features for your car brand. Ah, oh, love it. And you're going to spend 
easily more than 80 or $100 with one visit to your mechanic. So this is certainly a good investment. MyCarly.com, my, M-Y-C-A-R-L-Y.com. Of course, we'll get you there too when you visit intotomorrow.com. Avid Avini, the co-founder and CEO of Carly Connected Car. Keep up the good work and keep up the updating at all times uh, for this. And, and let us know when we can chat again. Maybe you're going to have some other products at some point that can be uh, as similarly helpful to all of us. Thanks so much, Dave. We're working on a lot of interesting stuff and we'll keep in touch, definitely. Thank uh, you. Good, by all means, because we will want to chat with you again. Again, Avid Avini, the co-founder and CEO, Carly Connected Car. You want to visit mycarly.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Into Tomorrow continues. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network. I can't let diabetes get in my way. So here's what I do. I wear the Dexcom G6. It continuously sends my glucose numbers to my phone. And the arrow shows me where I'm headed and how fast. Without finger sticks or scanning, making it much easier to keep my glucose in range. The more time I spend in range, the better I feel. And the more I can cross off my list. Don't let diabetes get in your way. Check out Dexcom.com slash in range. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G6 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. As the tragic war in Ukraine continues to unfold, Meta is taking extensive action across their family of apps to help ensure the safety of their community and support those who use their services in Ukraine and around the world. Meta's Vice President of Social Impact, Emily Dalton-Smith, tells us the company is not only working to fight the spread of misinformation and adding new security features to their platforms, but committing financial resources to the region. To amplify these efforts, we are committing $15 million to support humanitarian efforts in Ukraine including $5 million in direct donations to nonprofit organizations who are on the ground now in the region and committed to providing long-term recovery in Ukraine. We are also supporting organizations like the WHO and UNICEF to get critical health information and mental health resources to people in Ukraine through meta platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. If you'd like to help, consider donating or starting a fundraiser for a nonprofit supporting humanitarian efforts in Ukraine by visiting facebook.com fundraisers. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-781-6764. That's 1-800-781-6764. 1-800-781-6764. 
United We Stand, 1-800-781-6764. Another Into Tomorrow fun tech fact for you, if you will. Uh, Spam email was named after the canned meat. Well, we pretty much all know that. In a Monty Python skit, they said spam meat was horrible and being ubiquitous and inescapable. That's much much like spam email. Much like (laughs) spam email. So how appropriate. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, you'll soon discover that the options can be a bit overwhelming. Well, Blueberry makes it easy. Visit B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. It's time for our history feature. IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this week's look back at IFA's history. Here's Chris Graveline. IFA, IFA history, IFA history. In 1971, the Funkausstellung was officially renamed the International Funkausstellung. I know nothing, nothing. Or IFA, in short, uh, with exhibitors from all over the world. Philips and Grundig showed the prototype of the world's first video cassette recorder based on the VCR standard. The tape was housed in a cassette with two loops of tape on top of one another. No! A timer and alarm clock was built in. Recording time was up to an hour. Up to an hour? Up to an hour. Yes. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. We shall do just that. Thank you. And uh, some more tech news items because there's so much going on these days that we do want to share some of these things with you because Chris talks oftentimes in tech history and, and the IFA history about smart TVs. They were present in 55% of homes with broadband service during the third quarter of last year, about the same as in the first quarter, according to a Parks Associate report, the use of streaming media devices declined from earlier in the year to less than 40%, while the recent drop in gaming consoles pretty much leveled off. So, of course, why the decline in streaming media devices? Because 55% of U.S. homes now have a smart TV. So this stuff's built in. I don't have a smart TV. Well, it's not a I mean, dumb TV. Well, but I, I mean, I've put Amazon Fire TV sticks in all of them, so I've sort that, of made them smart. But. That made them smart. And more and more people are doing that, but that's a device, though, yeah. attached. So you're not among the 55% of U.S. homes with smart TVs now. Yeah. But your next TV will have to be smart because pretty much that's going to be your only choice. Yeah, but I hope I don't have to buy another TV for a while. <laughs> I hope not either. But there you go. Yeah. Internet Explorer is set to have its final end-of-life update on June 15th. The Windows it couldn't be soon enough. Yeah. The <laughs> Windows 10 update will be sent out to PCs after that date, disabling the browser and wiping it from devices. While Microsoft has detailed its plans to retire Internet Explorer since May of 2021, the Redmond Washington company says the upcoming end-of-life update will disable the browser in a fashion that will redirect users to the Microsoft Edge browser when they try to access that feature. Internet Explorer has been a Microsoft staple for 25 years. Uh, The once popular browser ruled the 90s and the 2000s, but became infamous for its security vulnerabilities and frequent malware threats. However, Microsoft appears to have learned from its mistakes with Internet Explorer uh, to the point where Microsoft Edge rates among the best browsers on the market. 
but still. A but distant- who's rating Edge as one of the best browsers? Well, but again, all all the browsers are distant away from distant away, you know, yeah. uh, distance behind the Chrome, which is yeah. of course the most popular browser by far. Of course, and then I think followed by Firefox. Although I've been having a lot of Firefox Fi- issues, even though I've updated everything. Yeah, Firefox has been dropping in popularity lately. Yeah, rightly so. They they start to suck. Yeah, but. There's also, of course, Safari for Apple devices, which well, is very popular. And this newer Microsoft Edge is built on Chromium, which is what's behind Chrome anyway. Yeah, so just <laughs> as we've said for a long time, just use Chrome. Yeah. Although, if you're like me and you have multiple browsers open with multiple windows, well, I it's mul- easier to deal with. I have multiple browsers, mainly because I have multiple Google accounts. So I have this one account open in this browser for, for certain things. I have this other account open in another browser for certain things. Mm. I mean, I've got probably five different browsers on my computer. Yeah, that's about what I have, I think. Firefox, Edge, Chrome, Opera, Brave, and there's at least another Probably IE for a little while. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Gaming has boomed during the pandemic as more people stayed home, of course. And a Unity annual report forecasts that the industry will reach $300 billion by 2027. The report also predicts increased influence by cross-platform and live service gaming, which can help build even more revenue for gaming companies. So if you're into gaming or you're thinking about investing into gaming, perhaps that's not a bad idea. $300 billion industry by 2027. That's a lot of growth. Uh-huh. Ford's Advanced Manufacturing Center has developed an interface that allows machines from different suppliers to speak to each other in the same language and operate parts of the production line autonomously. Uh, Automakers have been incorporating robotics into their manufacturing processes for decades uh, to reduce costs and boost efficiency, but Ford's patent-pending system solves a crucial bottleneck in the production line by using robots to operate the 3D printers through the night uh, without human interaction. So far, the venture has helped produce low-volume custom car parts and very specific parts, such as the brake line bracket for Mustang Shelby GT500 sports cars equipped with the performance package. Wow, that's pretty specific. (laughs) Yeah. But at least they can narrow things down very easily and apparently cost affordably. Yeah. Hmm. Affordably. I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Affordably. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. A Twitter Spaces tool currently in iOS trials lets users share clips from previous spaces and link viewers to longer recordings. Twitter reportedly plans to extend the feature, which can clip as much as 30 seconds of audio, also to Android users. So it's about time. They've been letting iPhoneys kind of try it for a while, but now they're going to just let everybody try it. That's because iPhoneys are the cool kids. Are you really? Yeah. No. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> You gotta get it. You gotta have an Android to be a cool kid. I have an Android watch, so you're a semi-cool. Yeah, kid. that's true. I'm a I'm a wannabe coolie. Yeah. Apple inched a step closer to replacing real-world wallets with the one on its iPhone this week, opening up its digital driver's license and state ID program in Arizona. But wait a minute. Now, why did Apple have to do that when most states now are doing it? I've got my driver's license and ID on an app from the state of Florida. So do I. But what's different about this is this is inside Apple Wallet. It's not a a separate app. Please. (laughs) So the initiative, uh, which is built into Apple's iOS 15, was announced last summer and will expand to Colorado, Hawaii, Mississippi, Ohio, and Puerto Rico soon. 
In a statement, Jennifer Bailey, Apple's vice president of Apple Pay and Apple Wallet, said that they are thrilled to bring the first driver's license and state ID in Wallet to Arizona and provide residents with an easy, secure, and private way to present their ID when traveling through just the tap of their iPhone or Apple Watch. This is also going to be accepted at TCA checkpoints um, at the airport. TSA. TSA, yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, other states, including Georgia, Iowa, Kentucky, Maryland, and Utah, have also announced plans to work with Apple to offer uh, the same thing in their states. Uh, again, I think it's a duplication. If your state's already doing it, and by the way, I think you did it as well after I did, it was very easy to do. Yeah, granted, it's a separate app. Okay, fine. You know, like you need a separate app, like you need a hole in the head. But in your state, that's... Instantly accepted and accepted by TSA and federal agencies and so forth. So I I don't see it. Well, uh, and, the other, and again, the other difference here is it, it uses the the NFC. So you just again tap your phone mm. to whatever device, and that's your proof of identity identity right there. I guess I, I've, you you kind of reminded me when I was a police officer a hundred years ago. I actually remember having a couple of people over the years when I'd pull them over try to show me just a, a poor photocopy of their driver's license, and I distinctly remember actually running one of them, and it had been revoked and suspended. And it was like, you're going to jail anyway, so what's the point? I didn't think, of course, back then, we didn't have our smartphones and all of that, so, you know, who knew what was coming? I did, because well, I've been into tech. Plus, you, but, were, you were a cop before the good old days, before dash cams. Um, that's also yeah, true. Did I say that out loud? And, and, yeah. <laughs> well, and before any cams. Yeah. I was fond of saying, before the popularity of everybody had a camera. I don't know how guys and gals do it these days. But anyway, but I digest with a body cam. Yeah. Check things out at intotomorrow.com. Welcome back into tomorrow. We hope you sign up for our free tech newsletter when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Know before you go high or low with customizable alerts and alarms. Visit dexcom.com. And Robert in Miami, Florida, oh, dar neck of the woods there, listens through the Radio Garden app. Welcome, Robert. If I purchase a cell phone from a provider and stick with them for a year, am I entitled to get the unlock code to make it an unlocked phone and usable on any carrier? Well, Robert, back in 2014, then-President Obama signed a bill into law with the ridiculous name, quote, Unlocking Consumer Choice and Wireless Competition Act, close quote, that made unlocking legal. After that, carriers dragged their feet a little and about a year later started unlocking phones by request as long as they were fully paid for. Now, that means that you may not necessarily be able to get yours unlocked after a year, but you will be able to have it unlocked after the contract you signed up for lapses 
And your phone is fully paid for. Yeah, some carriers will still unlock your phone if you haven't yet fulfilled your contract, but are willing to pay off the balance that's left on the phone. Um, not, all, not all carriers are the same, though. Uh, what is a very simple process for some, in which they'll just ask you for your phone's serial number and unlock it for you, may be a painful and long process with others. So give yourself some time if you need it unlocked by a set date due to travel or anything similar. Yeah. And of course, you know, a lot of people realize that there are carriers that want your business really bad. So you see these ads all the time, we'll pay off your phone. And, well, they're certainly going to unlock it so it'll work on their uh, frequencies, if you will. So check things out before you make those kind of decisions. And by the way, meet us at intotomorrow.com. We'll see you there. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, Use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Into Tomorrow.